Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating episode number 80. So this episode, we're going to be talking about some personal things about me. But before we get to that, so the best bite I had this week, tough to choose. I'm tossing up. I'm going to go with two. So one was um, on Sunday morning or Sunday for brunch, I roasted some cauliflower um, with some spices. I used baharat, which is a Middle Eastern spice, and some sliced onion. Roasted like a whole cauliflower and did the whole whole lot of it. And it just, it's so delicious. <laughs> I've forgotten how good it is. And then I had it with um, some sardines the other day, but I've been having it for lunches this week and it's been so good. And then the other thing was on Tuesday morning in my joyful cooking class, I made my cashew nut sauce, which is something I haven't made in ages. And I'd forgotten how good it is. Like it's just cashew pureed up with, I didn't even use garlic this time. I just kept it really simple with some vinegar and water and and some salt. And it's just so, so good. Plan for today is, I'll just share the story behind this episode. And then I'm going to share, how many have I got here? 12, I think, personal things about me. So this the story behind this is I actually years ago wrote this blog post about personal things about me. And then, so funny, I was thinking about, you know, I've been meaning to turn it into a podcast episode for ages and update it. And then on my run this morning, I was listening to my marketing coach and she had actually done an episode about Simone answers personal questions. So sign that it was time to do this episode for sure. So let's let's dive in. So number one is I'm addicted to homemade yogurt and eat it most days. So yeah, like that. my afternoon snack is I have seeds, linseeds and yogurt and that keeps my gut healthy and it keeps me regular and I love it. But I also, what else do I love? I love peanut butter. I love salad greens or herbs. Like a, for me, a meal isn't a meal unless it's got something green on it. I have this kind of weird thing. Um, I love all cheese, especially blue cheese and like the really smelly ones. I love mushrooms. I love tahini. I can eat that out of a jar with a spoon. I love asparagus. It's coming into asparagus season here. I'm so excited. I love Brussels sprouts. So one of my favorite veggies and cabbages, cabbage. I love furikake, which is a Japanese seasoning. It's like got seaweed and sesame seeds and salt and so delicious. So if you haven't ever tried that, highly recommend checking it out. Uh, I love beets, one of my favorite veg. I love oysters. I love kale. I love steak tartare in particular, like raw steak. There's something about it. Um I love, and I also love a good roast chicken. I made one of those for my sister's birthday on Saturday. I was like, yes, it's all the crispy skin and picky on the bone. So good. Uh, I also love poached eggs and I eat them a lot. <laughs> and I love ice cream. I've recently been getting into, or this year, my um, Irishman for his birthday, I gave him an ice cream machine. So I've been making like ice cream every Sunday, which has been so fun. And just, I'm just loving that. And I also just love cream. So I love double cream, which is like really thick cream, but I have also, I also love like just regular cream. And I have been knowing one of my, uh, not so great habits is like swigging it. I have it in my tea and then I also am known to swig it from the bottle. But luckily it's only me that's drinking it um, when I'm standing at the fridge. That's one of my things that I, guilty kind of uh, things that I do. Anyway, 
we're getting personal here. <laughs> um, so number two, I live in a beautiful part of rural Australia with my Irish husband and our two young sons. So I live outside between Sydney and Canberra, so in a place called Womboyne, and we have five acres and it's full of gum trees and birds and kangaroos. And I just feel so blessed to live here. I love living here. Like I love, um, we get all four seasons. So in winter, it's really cold. In summer, it's hot. Like it's just, yeah, just, it's really beautiful part of the world. Um, So number three, I don't believe in diets, counting calorie or the whole like good food, bad food thing, mainly because like they take the pleasure out of food. And for most people, they just don't work for the long term. Sure, you can lose weight for like a short period of time, but it's just not sustainable. And for me and like people I work with, it's much more effective to focus on like building healthy habits around eating well and also learning how to listen to your body, like to tune in and and be guided by your internal nutrition compass because then you're like way more motivated to focus on eating. Like you eat more naturally eat more of the foods that feel good for you and less of the foods that don't rather than like someone else dictating to you. And yeah, the other piece, of course, in terms of listening to your body is like just learning to let your body help guide you in how much to eat as well, rather than trying to micromanage it and count calories, which is tedious. It's not fun. And it's just not what we're designed to do. So I could could go on a side round about that, but we're going to stick it to um, personal things about me. Number four is I have PCOS and type 2 diabetes. So for me to manage that, I do generally like in, in the, over the last 10 years of me managing that with my diet, I've pretty much listened to my body and I focus on mostly eating low carb. And because I've been from like, I'm internally motivated to do that, like it's not a problem. And if there, if there's a time where I feel like pasta, I feel like bread or whatever, I like make space for that, but it's not like I'm eating those sorts of things every day. So it doesn't feel restrictive at all. It feels really good. Like I'm taking care of myself and all the foods that I love, like there's so many food that I love. Like it's not like I ever feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I'm being deprived and eating this way. Like it's amazing. Like having PCOS, it's, it can be really difficult to conceive. And I actually conceived both of my boys naturally, Virgo when I was 40 and Fimba when I was 43. So feel very blessed to have been able to do that. Yeah. And actually at the moment, another personal thing about me is I'm just experimenting uh, with taking a drug called metformin, which is helps with blood sugar control because, and it also helps with uh, longevity and kind of taking it for both those reasons so that I can you know, have a, be a bit more relaxed around the carb thing and have you know, include more lentils and legumes and things that I love like that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a fun experiment. And number five, I created the white Tim Tam. So the full story about this is, so I have a food science degree. So I used to work in product development for large food companies like Arnott's. Kellogg's was my first Kellogg company and um, Arnott's more recently, which is owned by Campbell Soup Company. And Tim Tams, if you're not familiar with them, they're like these iconic Australian cookie, like biscuit, we call them. That's like a sandwich coated in chocolate. And um, so, yeah, that was my, when I was working there, my last project was, uh, was to create the white Tim Tam. So they are delicious. <laughs> um, number six is I'm terrified of snakes. And somehow like we ended up living in the middle of like the one of the most largest populations of like deadly and aggressive tiger snakes, which are like some of the like most deadly snakes in the world. However, we've been here for nine years and now I'm like, I don't scream and run away. I'm getting much better with my my snake phobia and just you know, really learning that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm getting better with the snakes. 
Number seven is I have a thing for bacteria and yeast. So I like absolutely love fermentation and making my own fermented food. So I like make my own yogurt, as I mentioned before, make my own sauerkraut and other fermented veggies. I make my own kombucha. I've got my own vinegar. Yeah. So I really love playing around with bacteria. And when I was um, studying food science for my honours thesis, I actually majored in food microbiology because I'm so fascinated by it, by this whole bacterial world. And I actually studied, I, my thesis was studying the bacterial populations in blue vein and camembert cheeses, uh, which was just basically an excuse for me to be able to eat more cheese, <laughs> uh, which was really fun. Okay, number eight is I have two science degrees, so not one but two. So one in food science and then a Bachelor of Applied Science in wine science, so winemaking, enology. And so I used to be, like I mentioned, my food science career, but I also had a side career as a winemaker for five years. So I worked all over the world, um, including France, in the Rhone Valley, California, in uh, Sonoma and Los Gatos, to two vintages there. And then Australia, I've worked in Hunter Valley, Barossa Valley, McLaren Vale, and Mudgee. So all, and also in Victoria as well. So I actually learned some amazing things about being a winemaker. One of them was to really learn to taste and how to like tune into my palate, that which really helped me in my cooking in terms of learning to be able to season to taste. But the other thing I learned was that making wine is hard work <laughs> and it's much better to like pay someone else to do it so I can focus on the drinking part. So yeah, like that was a fun side career, but I'm, I don't miss those days so much. Um, and I guess if I'm being really personal, I guess another thing I could share about my winemaking days was I actually, and I shared this in, uh, and I think it was episode four of the podcast called Booze Hound, where I actually crashed my work ute <laughs> when I was, which is um, when I was driving home from the pub, uh, when I'd been drinking a lot and actually got the sack from my job as an as assistant winemaker and then had to pay the ute back. So not my finest hour, but I've also been, you know, in the last five years gone on a really big journey with my drinking and learned how to find that balance where I'm only like, I've gone from being like a total booze hound to like being able to like, all I really want is like one or two glasses a week. Like probably I'm average about two glasses a week at the moment. And that's enough. Like, and I really enjoy it when I have wine, but I don't go into overindulging territory. So, um, okay. What else? We're getting all my dirty laundry here. <laughs> Number nine is I've eaten at some of the best restaurants in the world. Um, uh, so including a bully, which it was in Spain before it closed, um, Noma in Copenhagen, um, and El Sala de Canroca, El Sala de Canroca, and I love like planning my holidays around restaurant reservations. So, plan for next year is to uh, go to Spain to another restaurant called um, Asador Zabari in the Basque Country. And yes, I'm definitely keen to try go to more of the world's best restaurants. Um, and I can't remember I've lost count, but anyway. I love gardening as well. So I have dreams of like growing most of our, our food and I have a like a small veggie garden. And so I've got a long, long way to go. But at the moment, like it keeps us in fresh herbs. It keeps us in salad greens. I grow a bit of broccoli. Um, I've got asparagus going this, this year. And we have, we actually have 10 chickens now, 10 chooks. So we get beautiful fresh eggs. Yes. So that is me. So I hope you found this interesting. And I guess the final thing is if you haven't already guessed it, like, did I happen to mention that I really, really love food? Like, um, that's definitely something that defines me is that I am a massive, massive food lover and I always have and always will be. And that food is like 
yeah, brings such joy to my life. And I feel so blessed to have be able to work in helping other people love food and love cooking as much as I do. Um, and so before we finish, just have a quick favor. So if you're enjoying the podcast, if you love joyful eating, please tell your friends, like just tell them about it because the more people who are loving food and having that healthy relationship with food and getting away from the whole diet culture and all that pain is, you know, it just will make the world a much better place. Okay. Have a beautiful week and I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast. And I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes, so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.